Good morning. Hello. Welcome to Right Now. I'm Drew. I'm and Micah. Your friend and mine. <laughs> I'll cheers you, Micah. Oh, thanks, Andy. Thank you. I already cheers. drank my, my not so great McDonald's coffee this morning, but. Uh, can I have that one? Yeah, sure. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> Brian's not here today, so Micah and I are here with you, and we're going to chat about one of our favorite things stories behind ink names and naming conventions and just what goes into putting a name on an ink bottle or color of an ink. And it always, uh, it fascinates us. We talked about this uh, from time to time and we said, hey, we should chat about this one day and the opportunity came up. So here we are with you. So come with us on this journey <laughs> and uh, think about what uh, interests you and we'll like to hear about that as well. Do you want to start us off, Micah? Yeah, sure. Um, so this one, this, this, is where, this is where we'll start. Um, this is Colorverse Methuselah Tree and Methuselah Grove. Um, so those of you who are probably out in California are probably in the know that the Methuselah Tree and the Methuselah Grove, I, I took notes because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't I had no idea what this giving was you guys until we started nonsense. carrying it. I felt so, foolish. So, okay, so the Methuselah Tree itself was when it was discovered was considered the oldest living non-colonial thing on the planet. Um, when it was discovered, it was, I think it was something like 4,600 years old. At this point, it's about 4,850 years old. See, that's almost not impressive because I have zero frame of reference for that. So I'm like that. So that means like its germination was in like three late late 3,000 BC. Like th this thing is this was before like this tree has been around before the birth of Jesus. Oh well, yeah. Like I mean, this thing 3, is 3, so is, old. That's like what was happening 3,000 BC. Who even? I don't know. <laughs> but so the, someone tell us. <laughs> so the thing that's neat about this ink, though, is is there there was actually there was one tree, and this is some real tree gossip. So dendrologists, <laughs> please don't fight me. But so there was there was one tree, tree that was found that was older than it, right? Um, and it, it's it's it, it, it's it's a whole thing of controversy. It was a tree called Prometheus. It was found in Nevada. And in the 60s, this grad student was coring these oh, old I heard about trees. this. Did you, did you hear about this on Radiolab? Uh, no, I heard about it on Ologies. So I, 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 so. I know I know, know this one. Go ahead. So yeah, so the Prometheus, this, he was coring this old tree. And there, there's some discrepancies about what happened. Like there's some there's some controversy around it. But either like his, his core broke. His core broke. He had to do another method that ended up being fatal to the tree. But he didn't know how old it was. Yeah, he cut. He ended up cutting. Him and a yeah. park ranger ended up cutting down this tree, and only to find out that it was the oldest living being on the planet. It was like five thousand years old. Um, so the Methuselah tree and the Methuselah. He ended grow. up studying salt flats after that. <laughs> I mean, how could you go back? I'm not kidding. Like, he, how could yeah. you go? Like, you kill no. the like you're you're a tree scientist. You're dedicating yeah. your life to this work, and you kill the oldest tree on the planet. Like, it's devastating. That's awful. I so can't yeah, imagine how he must have felt. I think this is super neat, just because like this that is, is really one of cool. the oldest non-colonial beings on the planet. Like, when you really try to wrap your head around that, it it hurts your brain. It makes your brain it's wrinkle. Amazing. So. There's my first. So that, that's solid. That's solid. Try. Well, I thought about talking about noodlers, and I'm going to. I've got one here because all of Nathan Tardif's inks are steeped in history, and you can talk about how he's reversed engineered certain colors, the historical significance of some of the ways he names things. But the one I picked was a little outside of that, and the name Borealis Black isn't exceptionally wonderful, but the reason he named it Borealis Black, do you know? I don't, actually. Really? So what usually um, precedes the word Borealis? Aurora. Exactly. Do you know of a well-known black ink with that name? Aurora Black. 
Ah, if he didn't. <laughs> Did he just copy their formula? <laughs> it's a very nice black ink. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I it's, didn't and it's that. slightly more affordable than uh, other inks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Nathan Tardiff, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, the the drama. I know. Wow. <laughs> okay. So naturally, Borealis Black. I just, it's kind of hilarious, genius, very Nathan. It is very Nathan. Yes, and that's so, that's honestly some of my favorite inks of that when yeah. you see an ink and you're like, that is so Nathan. Yeah. And I love that. All right. So the next one, this one, uh, Blue Nose Bear, and I've been on record before saying that this is the most underrated Noodler's ink. I love it. I think it's great, and and here's the thing. Here's the thing oh, that's really too. clever about Blue Nose Bear is one, it, it is a it is a multifaceted shading ink, so it's a, it it shades regularly <coughs> like you would think of of regular shading fountain pen ink, but it also shades across light spectrum. It's UV reactive, so where the ink is lighter, it 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 shades brighter and and, and it reacts darker where the ink is darker. Thing, so Things only Micah knows, number 147. So, so shading, right? It shades regularly and across light spectrum. That's just really clever. That is pretty cool. But I got I got thinking to myself, I'm like, what? why is it called Blue Nose Bear? Like, why why is there a bear with a blue nose? Well, it's Nathan Tardiff, so it's steeped in history. A blue nose is a navel term that it's, it's for somebody who has uh, gone past a certain uh, longitude into the Arctic Circle. So once you've like gone so far into the Arctic Circle, you're considered a blue nose. Hmm. And so, and then the ship, the Canadian blue nose, was the kind of like the symbol of Canada. It was this amazing, impressive ship that they built. And it was like, it was on a, it was on stamps. It was basically like the pride and joy of Canada. And so these, these sailors with these Canadian bears, so it was like a Canadian naval officer, a Canadian black bear, and then the blue, the, the blue nose ship. Mm -hmm. So he, he, he brought all of yeah. these, ele these elements just bringing uh, a lot of the kind of the history and culture of Canada together. And I just think that's really neat. And it's just a clever ink in general. So I, I thought that was super neat when I looked at it. It has a little bit of a halo uh, effect mm -hmm. to it as well, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a pretty neat ink. I remember when it came out, I was super excited about it. And then granted, I, I was kind of like, I was a little let down because I don't know, I, it, there was a lot of hype behind it. But mm -hmm. no, you're, really, you're right. It is probably an underrated ink. Definitely. Um, one of my favorites, and I could talk about this forever, is the Voyager 1 set from Colorverse. Uh, we've talked about this at length too, mm -hmm. being big science nerds. Um, science nerds meaning we're not educated in it, but we like to talk about it as though we are. <laughs> Amateurs. Um, but the Voyager set has four inks in there, and they are all tied to the Carl Sagan, you know, uh, created launch of the Voyager 1 spacecraft, which was launched in 1977 and is currently the, uh, it is the furthest man-made object sent out into uh, space. It's now in interstellar space, still communicating, still sending data, and the story behind this is just absolutely wonderful. So you've got a Jupiter flyby ink because it passed Jupiter famously. It's got the date on here. Uh, that happened in 79. Uh, pale blue dot. It, uh. it snapped a really, really cool picture of the Earth, and uh, Sagan obviously has his pale blue dot speech that just humbles you and makes you feel sad and wonderful at the same time. Um, interstellar space, obviously, was the, I think the first air, uh, spacecraft to reach interstellar space that we made. And then Golden Record, which is my favorite because the record itself contains greetings in like 55 different languages, whale sounds, animal sounds, you know, just uh, classical music, and just a ton of information about us as a species, our anatomy, 
you know, the way we communicate as a species, just like everything wrapped up, like humanity put on a disc essentially. And that to me is just so romantic. And one of the more romantic things of that record is Androyan, who was uh, also on the project with Carl Sagan during the uh, building of the Voyager, fell in love with him. And they both ended up getting married after the project. But she recorded her brainwaves, uh, thinking about what it was like to fall in love with Carl during such an important project. And that, her brainwaves, thinking about that, are floating out in interstellar space somewhere. And that, to me, I don't know. I just, I listened to that Radio Lab episode on space, and I cry every time I hear her talk about it. It's just, whew, it's heavy. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, do one more, and then I'll talk about uh, Fashion Hustle. All right, so, last one. It wouldn't be an episode of Right Now With Me without an ink that you can't get. Mm. So, we're going to talk about it. Uh, so, this is King Philip Requiem. Um, this was a Commonwealth Pen Show ink from, I think it was 2015. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 2015. So, uh, King Philip, he was a, uh, a chief of the Wampan Wampanoag. I'm yes. so sorry for pronouncing it. Nailed it. Yeah, uh, for the, for the Wampanoag people, mm -hmm. um, him and his brother were both given English names by the colonists, um, cause they had, they had kind of a history of cooperating with the colonists and, and trying to, trying to basically trying to make the colonies work with Phil. the Indian people. Um, and then eventually it just became too much and, and war broke out um, in what is called King Philip's War. And it was one of the worst, um, it, it was considered to be like the worst conflict during the colonial era. Um, thousands of people died from the colonies, like 40 to 80% of the Indian population in Plymouth Colony was, was killed. And so, and I know that sounds really grim, but the thing that, that I actually really love about this ink is because it's King Philip Requiem, which a requiem is something to like, is a token or an act in remembrance of mm -hmm. somebody. And the th one of the things that I love about Nathan Tardif is I'm not a history guy. I'm not a military guy. None of that stuff like is really, really interests me. Like I wouldn't you know, go out of my way to read something about it. But it's so important to Nathan that he decided to make an ink commemorating, you know, this chief who. who so this is the requiem. This is the requiem. Ah, the ink itself is the requiem, that's cool. and, and he's made a couple other King Philip things. There's like the King Philip demonstrator mm -hmm. pens. Purple. Um, and so this is like his act of remembering, you know, a man that w was trying to defend his people and, and his land. And I just think that's really amazing that, you know, some people write a book or some people write poetry or dance, and, and Nathan Tardif's way of remembering the past and, and honoring history is to make an ink that people can use to, to then go on and create and, and um, write history and, 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 and refill the earth, if you will. So I, I think that's super cool. <laughs> and, and it is kind it of is a grim cool. story, but I, I just think that's really neat that that's, that's where his mind goes. He's like, I wanna, I wanna make something from this that's going to create. So. That is really romantic, I appreciate that. Wow, Micah, that was heavy. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap things up with Passion and Hustle. So we just launched this bad boy, or these bad boys, girls, whatever you want. These awesome inks, and is it inks or ink? Awesome inks. ink. Awesome ink inks. bottles, ink selections, ink colors for you. These are our first Colorverse Goulet exclusive, and Passion and Hustle were two ink that, inks that we came up with here. We named them because without Passion and Hustle, there would be none of this. We wouldn't be here having this delightful conversation with you delightful folks because Passion and Hustle are one of, probably two of the most important engine elements that 
started our company and continue to run our company. So it was very important to us and that's why we called it that. It's a really cool uh, dark blue, really cool teal. One's a little shady, one's a little sheeny and we think you'll like it. So check it out. Winning's a little shady. Watch out for it. Don't, don't. Yeah. Don't, don't stay maybe at home alone with it. It's, it's a little shady. <laughs> Does a little sheeny mean it's like one of the uh, Estevez or Sheen brothers? It's Charlie Sheeny. It's a little <laughs> Martin Sheeny. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about the selection we chose and if there are any stories that you particularly are attached to among the inks that we sell or don't sell, let us know. And also, if there's any ink name that could be uh, created that you would buy regardless of what color it is, let us know about that too. Because I'm sure that if they made like a green arrow ink, I would just buy it regardless, even if it looked, it looked terrible. I've always had you? dreams of making my own ink and making like a line in reference to like the, the lantern cores. Like yes! make a green ink called Will, a yellow ink called Fear, red ink called Rage. So yeah, there's maybe lots of, one day. Lots of levels of nerdism, nerdism <laughs> going on here. We'll spare you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it and right on. Right on.